Today on Broadway for Thursday, January 3rd, 2019. In the words of Susan Blackwell, what the what? Uh, I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. <laughs> and I am Broadway star's James Marino. Now, James, you realize that as we enter 2019, we are now in our fourth calendar year of today on Broadway. Our third anniversary is coming up later this spring. Uh, but since we started in 2016, this is the third year that we have been doing this crazy show. Um, I, I don't have anything to say about that other than, huh? <laughs> what? I'm still confused about the third versus fourth year. It feels like, like, feels yeah. like 30. <laughs> Very well done. <laughs> in, in the, in the, in the year of our Lord. Yeah. Yes. Uh, um, yeah. So we started in March of 2016. So our, third anniversary will be March of 2019, but 2016, 2017, 2018, and now 2019. We've been doing this show in four different years, which it seems like we've just always been doing it. So it does seem like 30, but in other ways, it just feels like we haven't been doing it that long. I still like doing it, so we can't have been doing it for that long because we've been doing it for a long time. I'd probably end up hating it, but I still enjoy it. So uh, yay, T.O.B. Yay us. <laughs> Yes. Um, yeah, yay us. Um, yay something else. Yesterday, it came out a little bit later because um, I had Rose Bowl uh, hangover. So oh, H-I-O. Yes, very good. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, but yesterday, I had a special episode. I chatted with uh, my friend and, and colleague, Broadway World's cabaret editor, Ashley Steves, about the state of New York cabaret. We talked about some of her favorite shows from 2018, some of the things that she's looking forward to in 2019, and just cabaret in general because you know james since i've been coming up to new york three or four times a year i get to see most of the shows themselves that i want to see you know because they have longer runs cabarets though i mean they can be one night two nights at most you know so i don't get to see some of these great things so that's really where my fomo comes from uh while i might miss a show here or there it's usually i have to like you know, it's it's a it's a what's the what's the choice? Um, Sophie's choice. Sophie's, Sophie's choice. choice. Yeah, I, Sophie's I couldn't choice. figure out what you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. My bad. And how my come bad. Sophie's yeah. choice is never a play? I don't know. Is it never a play? Was it never been adapted? It should be. Yeah, um, it should be. Yeah. Anyway. But, you know, so like I have to choose, like I'm not going to see this because I'm not going to come up at that time. But cabarets are really hard. So um, I, I loved kind of getting her perspective on it, especially as the Broadway World Cabaret Awards wrapped up the voting on uh, December 31st. She's going to be announcing the awards next week. So um, listen to that if cabaret is uh, of your interest. And if you want to learn more about cabaret follow ashley on social media no this is ashley at no this is ashley she also writes for backstage and, and other places as well so she's a great resource to all cool things happening in new york city so like next week it'll be like ashley's choice not sophie's choice <laughs> yeah exactly very good point all right excellent Ooh, ooh, <laughs> super sky high numbers here yeah 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 so uh, competing press releases tell us that last week's Broadway grosses were pretty damn good. Yeah, I, I just I just wish they'd stop with the press releases. Like, I, I don't. Or have the league send one out with all of this mumbo jumbo. But yes, unsurprisingly, last week was a very good week at the box office for everybody on Broadway. Get this, James. There were 39 shows playing on Broadway last week, including the mm -hmm. first four previews of True West. That number is is seven more than in the corresponding week in 2017. 
and the grosses reflect that as they were up more than 7.5 million from the final week of 2017. Now, keep in mind that since New Year's Eve 2017 was a Sunday and it was a Monday on 2018, that things don't exactly line up. And it's so it's never going to be a completely apples to apples in comparison, but it is close. But anyway, last week, Broadway grossed. $57,807,272. That is a 40.95% <laughs> increase from the previous week, James, which was the one leading up to Christmas. Um, the ticket sales also saw a $19.62 increase week over week, which is why we saw so many damn press releases. Now, James, I, I always enjoy kind of looking at the weirdness of this week, specifically when it comes to grosses, like the fact that the Illusionists, a show that we've talked about, always does well um, uh, every time they bring some sort of incarnation of their traveling circus to Broadway. It picked up an extra $1.5 million last week over the previous week to gross, get this, $2,978,000. Oh. That is astonishing. But what makes it even goofier is the fact that it had 16 performances <laughs> um, because they are, they have a rotating cast uh, and I don't believe that they are under equity rules. I think we've talked no. about this before. They're no, under they're some other Agva because yeah. it's not a book show. Yeah. Correct. Um, they have more flexibility to do stuff like that. Um, and it is it, what the illusionist is, is it's a it's a bunch of individuals doing things. It's not a they're not on for the whole thing. But anyway, they did 16 performances to almost gross three million dollars. Good for them. Now, next to show that but didn't you know what? Flex, what's that? That's got to hurt getting the band back together. I mean, I think everything hurts getting the band back together. Yeah. But um, uh, but a show that didn't need flexibility of Agva or Equity or anything else was Hamilton. They didn't take advantage of the opportunity to do a ninth show. They stuck to their traditional eight. And yet, Hamilton grossed what I think has to be a record. They didn't send out a press release, but I've got to imagine this is a record, James. $4 million, $41,493. In case you didn't hear me the first time. That was $4,041,493 on eight performances. Now, that is absolutely staggering. Um, there were other shows that did staggering numbers, but most of them were aided by the ninth holiday show. Two shows were right around one above, one below, $3.5 The Lion King and Wicked, no surprise. Cursed Child, on the other hand, they only did eight shows, which I guess makes sense because it's a yeah. two-parter and that, you know, of course. But they grossed what apparently is a straight play record of 2.5 million. Frozen also only did eight, was at 2.6. Aladdin did jump up to nine and did 2.58. Phantom did nine and did 2.09. They were followed by Mean Girls, Dear Evan Hansen, The Book of Mormon, King Kong, School of Rock, To Kill a Mockingbird, which... Their press release stated was an American play record of 1.7 million. Uh, Come from away, My Fair Lady, The Share Show, Network, Anastasia, Kinky Boots, Pretty Woman, Chicago, Summer the Donna Summer Musical in its final week on Broadway, Lifespan of a Fact, The Band's Visit, The Ferryman, Beautiful, and Waitress, all above seven figures. Now, James, the next show that's on the list that just missed out on cracking the million dollar club by 53,500 ish bucks, but it was still, I was still really happy to see them get that close was the prom. Oh. We talked about them selling out a bunch of performances, James. So hopefully, well, obviously I'm sure they're not going to be up at this level, but hopefully this is a sign of good things to come. Now from there, there was a 200, 
200K drop between the prom and the next show. But every single show on Broadway saw a weekly number in the black, even in its final week during a nine show week. Ruben and Clay picked up some extra money, $23,680 to come in at $163,429. Bless, Bless their, hearts. their hearts. Yeah. Did you see that in the script? Yeah. yeah I did. Bless their hearts. Yeah. <laughs> um, James, obviously, this week is always quite the aberration. This is not something that's going to be replicable in January, obviously. But it's certainly a good way for a lot of these shows to start the new year, especially if they've just kind of been you know, treading water and, you know, not sure if they're going to stay around, if they might close up shop, getting that extra bump of a couple extra thousand, you know, hundred thousand dollars could go a long way to kind of riding out the, the rough winds of January and February. And, uh, I might add that, um, you know, we're having unseasonably warm weather here and we really haven't had a big storm yet. So, uh, that that might have helped out as well. Sure. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it was it's ridiculous. It was uh, I, I around sixty degrees on the second uh, on January second. So that that's nuts. Yeah. Well, and apparently, I the the extended forecast says it's going to be snowing when I'm there next week. So you're welcome. Mm, you're the heat miser. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm the heat miser. How come Rudolph's never been mean? Anyway. All right. Uh, next up in the news. No, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. What? Go back. The Heat Miser is not a part of the Rudolph cinematic universe. He is from A Year Without Santa, I believe. Is that correct? He's not in. He's definitely not in Rudolph. He's not? No, because Rudolph has the abominable snowman who just wants his teeth pulled. And the, the I want to be a dentist. That yeah. thing. That's but the, no heat miser's not in Rudolph. I, I I believe Heatmeister was in a year without Santa Claus. Um uh, and then he and his is that brother when she sings that song, It's gonna be a blue Christmas without you. No, that's Elvis. Um but yeah, he definitely not in the Rudolph cinematic universe. Oh, I, I can't get them all all the Marvels straight and things <laughs> like that. <laughs> that's good. That's funny. <laughs> all right. Next up in the news. Uh, Public Theater's Under the Radar Festival begins today. Yes, it does. The Public Theater begins performances for the 15th annual Under the Radar Festival tonight. The festival includes artists from around the world, including Argentina, Australia, France, Lebanon, Nigeria, Norway, Palestine, and the United Kingdom. This year's festival continues to expand to venues throughout New York City in addition to the Public Theater. Now, James, I have heard of almost none of the artists in the festival, which I guess is why they are under the radar. But next week when I am in town for BroadwayCon, I am going to try to sneak down to Astor Place and whatever theater they have stuff going on and see a performance or two or three because um, this is very much like a, like the, the, the public's version of a fringe festival. And Orlando has a great fringe festival here. And I don't get to go as much because it's right before the Tonys when I'm usually slammed. But I love when I can go to just spend a day and go see – all of the different stuff with almost no clue what I'm going into. Um, but I think if you love theater and if you love people breaking barriers between what's theater, what's concert, what's performance art, I, I think I've, I've gone through the list of the shows. And this seems like just a great way to see some stuff for fairly cheap. So we will have the complete list of everything going on over the next few weeks in the Under the Radar Festival in the show notes. So it might be a good time to head down 
uh, downtown to the public and see if you can find something that is uh, outside of the normal theatrical box. You know what's great about the Under the Radar Festival, right? What's that? All of the shows are directed by Eva Van Hova. <laughs> yes, maybe not like actually, but in in feeling at least. Mm, yes. So they take – anyway. Uh, I was going to go somewhere else. What do we have in our – oh, the recommendation section. Yes, we have one thing, James. Uh, yesterday, former Broadway Jared Kleinman – Will Will Roland uh, was on BuzzFeed's morning show. I didn't know they Who had that, knew that? but uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, AM to DM is what it's called. Uh, but he was talking, of course, about Be More Chill coming to Broadway next month. Uh, his real life take on high school, how social media has affected theater and OK, what Broadway revival he'd love to star in. And James, I got to say, I didn't see his answer being 1776. I mean, don't get me wrong. I am sure that he will one day make an incredible Edward Rutledge and deliver a stirring interpretation of molasses to rum. Uh, but that's not the show that I uh, would have guessed for him. Uh, as I uh, texted you, I was like, maybe 1776 Junior. <laughs> I mean, look, all we saw the interpretation they did at Encores when it was like all modern dress and like Santino Fontana was wearing a suit. So maybe they could like transpose it to a high school. I mean, Will Roland, they could make it so it's like uh, they're they're trying to do something on student council. They could be Model Congress. Do you ever do Model Congress? Um, I went to Boys State in in high school. So uh, we did we did Buckeye Boys State. I was a uh, uh, judge on the state court of appeals uh, at, at, at Buckeye Boys State back in 1998. You big nerd. <laughs> Thank you. Good shout out to uh, the ensemble. The ensemble. Right? Sneaker craft, sneakers. All right. So, uh, yeah, 1776. I did not see that coming either. As soon as I saw that, I was like, Matt, is this, is it April 1st? Is it, no, no please, God. My, it's not a Michael Dale article. I promise you. It's That was a real, real thing. Okay. What more can we say? Nothing. <laughs> so, why don't you get us out of here? All right. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWMAT. And let us know if you're coming to BroadwayCon uh, at, at Matt. He, he reads his tweets. Um, <laughs> Not regularly. Or at, at, at Broadway Radio because Natalie reads our tweets. Yes, she'll, she'll Natalie reads know. our tweets. Yes, exactly. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, let us know if you come to BroadwayCon so I know how many cookies to buy and if you're a milk chocolate or a dark chocolate person. Oh. It's very important. What? Milk, milk, milk. Don't talk. I know, I know. I don't understand the whole dark chocolate thing, but people very near and dear to me only eat dark chocolate. They should no longer be near and dear to you then. It's my wife. Oh, sorry, love. Okay. My name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for spending some of your Thursday with us, and Matt and I will come back and talk with you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 